What up, what up, what up? San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. Jonas Clark producing Mr. Sam Spin the one and twos. Your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Make sure you continue to check out their website. Shop from the comfort of your own home. They have all their new 2022 products in. So make sure you check that out. In the first segment of today, it's going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. If you're looking for a job, they're always hiring a great company to work for. They do a lot of things for the community and surrounding areas. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show uh, that you couldn't have a chance to call or couldn't get through, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in on, uh, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and segments. And we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, don't forget if you want to follow me on Twitter or reach out to me on Twitter, interact with me on Twitter. Uh, don't forget to follow me at Sports Grind. And if you want to reach out to uh, Mike and follow him, don't forget it's at Hardball Harge. All right. And also, don't forget if you want to interact during the show, you can go to Facebook Live when we have it up. And now we're streaming on the Sports Grind Facebook page. So make sure you check that out, and we'll try to get up that get that up here uh, soon and shortly. But anyway. All right, Hard. What's up, man? Uh oh. Are we good now? Okay. All right. So, where you? How you doing, Hard? Let me hear you back. He's not. Oh, he's. We lost his connection. Okay. My bad. We got to get Hard connected. I think he's out somewhere traveling today. So we'll try to get that going. Anyway, what's up, Jonas? You ready? Working on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Mr. Sam? So much, fellas. How we doing? All right, man. All right. So. Let's see what we got on the docket while we try to get hard connected with this. Uh, we got a few things that's going on. You know, we're inching closer to uh, week 18 uh, Sunday, which is the last regular season uh, week in the National Football League. We definitely got some NFL stories uh, going on out there. Uh, we've got kind of kind of alluded to it yesterday uh, when we heard about Micah Parsons. I told you by the time we come in here tomorrow, it's probably going to be an outbreak. And that's kind of what's happened. We've got a few. I haven't checked it since this morning, uh, but I believe Tyrone Smith is is uh, in protocol. And I don't know. And I think Brown, their cornerback, starting corners, checked into protocol. So I don't know what the latest is. Anybody else in addition to that? But they've definitely got some problems. Okay. So, uh, and again, the opponent that they're facing on Saturday, uh, the Eagles, they're dealing with their issues early on during the week on COVID as well, too. So this might just be the COVID, COVID NFC East uh, bowl come come this last game uh, on Saturday, and they they play on Saturday, so they got that going on. Uh, so definitely, that's interesting on how they're going to play that. Uh, like we talked about it yesterday, I don't know, you know, importance really to both of these teams in regards to both of them are in the playoffs. I know, uh, like Hart said, Dallas is still could improve theirs, so definitely they're going to want to try to win this one. But I still don't know if you're going to put all starters, leave all starters in there the whole game. But anyway, you with us, Arch? Okay. Well, talk to me. Like, yeah. Okay. Now Hello. You got, Hello. Oh, now you Hello. Go. Okay. Where can you, you hear me? Yeah, can now you I hear can, me? I can hear you now. How you doing? All right, how man. Doing? How you doing, man? You on the move again? You travel? Where Where you at today? Where you at today? Well, I'm calling another basketball game up in Stephenville, Texas. I'm uh, calling the Tarleton State Texans versus okay. the Sam Houston 
Bearcats okay. on ESPN Plus again tonight. Okay, nice, nice. Seven o'clock tip. Seven o'clock tip. Okay, and what conference is that? Who, what, what is that's the whack? The whack. The whack. The, the, the whack conference. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, so that's Thursday whack action. Okay, nice, man. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's definitely interesting. So we got him coming remotely out of town. He was on the move. I was like, where is he going to be at today? You know, Marge has been mobile. But anyway, all right, so we've got that. So Dallas, we'll talk about that. Uh, we've got other NFL news. Uh, the NFL has sent a memo out to teams uh, in regards to their questioning, doing, um, you know, combines and stuff like that, preparing for the draft. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, this is coming off of John Gruden, you know, um, and his situation, and, you know, you wonder if it's a reaction to that. I know this is, comes on the same day. They're also doing away with the Wonderlick test. You know, that's been a controversial thing, uh, as they've called it a prejudice type of thing, a stereotype thing. So, again, in the climate we're in, those are one of those things that the NFL is trying to be proactive, and they've, they've kind of got rid of that uh, test. So I've never really... I mean, I've never really all the way understood it. I mean, I know around this time of week, and in the last few years, you kind of got away from it. It used to be a big deal where everybody had to rush and break to put everybody's Wonderlick scores out. But in the last few years, since it's become this black cloud over this and saying this is not this is not fair, it's a biased test of different cultures, all this kind of stuff, the NFL has stopped putting that on blast and stopped leaking out that information. So finally they announced today that they're going and doing away with that. Um, also, that's probably a good thing to your point. Yeah. You said that, you know, you, you, the thing about that test is, you know, they, they always try to look and see how they can embarrass somebody. You know, they're getting away with all those questions. They're getting, they're getting rid of everything that's going on. I think to me, that's important to understand that, man, look, you got these dudes out here playing football. Mm-hmm. You got these dudes out here. they they don't have to be the smartest. I'm not saying that they're not smart. They're obviously intelligent people. Right. And and they've worked their butt off to get to this point. But you're trying to put them in a situation. You're asking all these questions that don't have anything to do with football. Hmm. Yeah. Those are the whole things. I mean, you, when you do a business interview, you're interviewing them about the business of which you are trying to get them involved in. Not You're not trying to teach them geometry. True. You know? You know? True. So. I'm glad they got rid of that test. I'll tell you a story about one of the tests that we had to take for Major League Baseball. Uh-huh. They would come in to these and give these. I mean, it was unbelievable testing. I was like, I should have probably went to trade school if we're going to be doing all this stuff right here. <laughs> like, like one of those. I was never a tested person anyway. I always sucked the test, freeze up and all that. So I can only imagine. But no, I'm, you know, NFL's trying to make sure that they keep their image going. You know, of course, yeah. the climate we've come out the last couple of years. So this is kind of them still being proactive. Um, also, um, in the NFL, uh, we've got to also talk about, uh, first of all, um, you know, well, I want to tell you this before I start even go any further, uh, but thoughts and prayers uh, to, you know, the Denver family has really, they, they, they've hit this, this, uh, this stretch here in the last few weeks where they've lost some people in their organization. Speaking of their defensive coordinator, uh, Greg Robertson, he's passed away uh, yesterday. I believe it was uh, maybe yeah. yesterday or the day before you it was. Yeah. It yeah was yesterday, yesterday. Uh, you know, Defensive coordinator there on their back-to-back titles, but thoughts and prayers to him. I was big on him. Didn't he, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he, um, 
did he was he never gone he never was a coordinator at UT was he what college did co he de, co defensive coordinator for University of Texas I thought in 2004. so I thought so he yeah, made a stop okay he's been in yeah. different places but I mean he's known for being in that uh part of that 97 98 team their coordinator who went back to back so yeah I thought he had been somewhere in college uh, to what you yeah, got, Sam? And he was the head was coach it? at Syracuse as well. Yes, you're right. What you got, Sam? Yeah, he left UT that first time to become the Syracuse head coach, and then he came back and was the defensive coordinator again in like 2012 or 13, somewhere hmm. in there. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, so thoughts and prayers to them, man. Um, you know, they, like I said, been a tough stretch for that organization. Uh, but also uh, NFL, you know, it's we talked about it yesterday, but, you know, this reporter – uh, that's works in Chicago that basically gave his opinion out on Aaron Rodgers, which he, he issued an apology uh, yesterday evening as well, too, after the heat cross the nation came up. But it's kind of brought up more people talking about what Harge has been talking about since he's been on this show and prior to even being on this show is in regards to where the concerns out there that they think there's some people that feel and GMs feel that this is from what I'm reading, when I hear that this is the tip of the iceberg, like this guy is getting killed. Of course, like even Jones took that angle. Like, hey man, this is a bears fan. He writes for the bears, but people are saying this is the tip of the iceberg where this is going on from the hall of fame voting in the NFL and awards. And it's kind of a concern to where he's not alone. There's some people that basically, whether it's not just speaking of Aaron Rodgers, but other players, even into the Hall of Fame, if you look at what's going on and in regards to the, you know, who's getting in the Hall of Fame. And I know you've been on that that kick card about that, that we've got to do something about these guys that have bias, that have these votes, whether it's MLB Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame, or either of these awards that guys is human, but they're going out there. They hadn't played the game. They haven't coached the game. But at the end of the day, they have an opinion and they can hold on to be like, hey, man, I mean, no, I'm not going to put him out because I think he's, you know, he, he, he's an a-hole, you know, whatever you want to say. But, yeah, Hard, right. everybody's right. coming to your, your, your team on this one. Well, because of the fact of what we talked about, Cal, I mean, you start and you sit and you think about it. And I'm not saying that there's a lot of intelligent people that never played the game. There's so many people that are out there that have never played the game and they watch the game. They pay attention to things. My biggest thing is don't judge somebody because of your moral compass, because everybody ain't built the same. Everybody don't think the same. Everybody don't act the same. I mean, look at our country right now. We're, we're, we're one side or the other and nobody wants to be on the side of common sense. You know, Uh it's just like, just keep pushing whatever you feel. And, you know, my man was talking about this during the summertime, like, oh, he, he's a bad person, so he's not getting my vote. You haven't even seen him take a snap. Yeah. And those are the types of people that I'm always concerned about. Like, why? Why do you feel like – Because, listen, I had a coach tell me a long time ago, Mike, I have the power of the pen. That means I can put you in the lineup or I don't have to put you in the lineup. I can say you did great during this game or I can hmm. tell you you did like crap. And those are the types of things. And maybe that's why I feel the way that I feel about it. Maybe huh. that's why I have such a, 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 a grudge about that type of stuff, because don't threaten me and say you're not going to vote for me because you and I were at the club and she wanted to talk to me and not you. You know what I'm hmm. saying? Like certain things that are always you gonna hold a grudge because of that man we're grown men watch what i do well you know it's crazy that we have these discussions because you know just this past week we were you know mourning the loss of john madden um and you know i remember 
hearing that John was asked one time, you know, in regards to why he wasn't in the, the Hall of Fame. Keep in mind for people, I think if I'm not, I might be off a couple of years, but I think it took 26 years for John Madden to get in the Hall of Fame. And he was asked of what he thought it meant too long. I mean, you know, why it took so long. And I remember John said that he had a lot of people against him, meaning like, you know, there's, you know, it's just like in politics, just in this, in the way politics and politicians work, there's politics in a lot of this stuff and Hall of Fame voting and stuff. You've got to have alliance with people that like you, that are in that position in regards to that. And John just said, hey, you know, I mean, he, they, you know, again, he won one Super Bowl title, uh, you know, basically going to the Super Bowl, even though he, you know, won division consecutive times. But the point is, is even if you look at that true to the day and just look at some of the guys that are either going in this year or some guys will go, and even when you talk about the coaching, I mean, I'm hearing that basically most likely Dick Vermeil is supposed to be getting in this year in the Hall of Fame. And when I look at that, I'm like, Dick Vermeil, like, look, I know he would cry at anything, like Dick would cry during press conferences. Like I remember that tripped me out. Like what is wrong with this guy? But it's like, Hey, he's just emotional. We're going to rally around Kurt Warner. You know, that guy, but you're going to tell me Dick Vermeil is going ahead of Mike Shanahan, George Seifert coaches that like this. is, And that goes to show like it is, it is some things going on, you know, right. Um, right. that, that how can, you know, no disrespect to Dick Vermeil. I mean, but damn, he went to the Super Bowl before I was born with Juan Jaworski. And then basically yeah. he went out of the game for a while, got older, and then basically came back a different because Dick Vermeil, they used to, you know, the, everything I've studied about him, he used to ride teams hard. I mean, that Philly team, I'm talking about seven hours, six hour practices, all that back in the day where you go. And then he took time off and then he came back to the Rams and he ended up getting that Super Bowl and being a part of that whole greatest show on turf. But before Herm Edwards was on that team, dog. Herm yes, Edwards and Harold yes, Carmichael. Yeah. Well, that was the one they always show that play where Herm ends up yeah, scooping yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Scoop, Come on, man. Scooping score. Yeah. Before before Shanahan, a two time Super Bowl champion, George Seifert. How many Seifert got one? I think he went with the 49ers one, even though he was coming on the heels of you know what but it's just though it was Barry Switzer. Right, right. Barry well, You know no, what I'm saying? He was I Barry know what you're saying. I know. Yeah. But I'm trying to think, though, do we really want to put him in Barry? Because Barry was really just autopilot, just like, hey, you know, we're going to do it, baby. And Troy's like, I can't stand this guy. Every day in practice, that's that's when I heard Troy Aikman talk about how in practice, and you got to think, Troy was so much in tune how Jimmy had things. And then when Barry showed up in this college, dude, and that's why I just feel like, man, like we could have – I could Harge could have been head coach. I could have been the defensive coordinator. Sam could have been the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Jonas could have been the special teams coach, and we would have won the Super Bowl with that team. Right, okay, right. we we I mean we would come on man. I mean not taking nothing from Barry because I know his time at OU and he had his time there, but it just goes to show you that it's just that bias going back there. Now with that said, Aaron Rodgers, anybody else would have took the high road. Anybody oh, else would have said, hey man, hey you know. That's what that's a person's opinion. It's sad somebody taking it. No, Aaron decides to go Aaron and just let the guy have it. Oh, he's a bum. He's a little he's light. A he, shouldn't been, he shouldn't even be able to vote. I'm like, yeah, Aaron. Okay, man. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But anyway, but Don't no. Don't forget that, you lied, Aaron. You're right. You lied. Right. But yeah. that guy's taking some today. But anyway, so you got that going on. The Spurs uh, hold on last night, um, you know, against Boston. They own the Celtics, by the way. I never, we've never really talked about that in this city. No one really notices that, but they're seventeen and three 
against Boston in the last 20 games. I don't know if it's the curse still of the Tim Duncan that was supposed to be in Boston or not, but they <laughs> but but they had the hell on, though. That damn inbound pass. And then I'm like, man, why is it so hard for this team over the last few years to execute a damn inbounds play? But the, the bright spot, the positive, is the guy who came back, DeJounte Murray. I, I think we have enough sample size and we've got enough evidence in this year's this season that DeJounte is emerging as he is the true leader of this team and they go as he goes. They're a total Can we get him on the all-star team, man? I Can think he should be. on the all-star team? Uh, wait a minute. You, what, what are you giving me the whole shake there? I know, I know you're coming off of Dirk's <laughs> retirement last night, Sam, and that was all gated. But what are you getting? Like, damn, he ain't got, all, he ain't got all-star numbers with you so far? I mean, 18, 9, and 8 is still right there on the cusp with all the other great point guards. I mean, who are you taking out of that? Group, if you're hmm. adding DeJounte at 18 points, nine assists, that's eight always, and a half rebounds. That's always the million dollar yeah. question. And regarding, you got to think I just it don't is crowded. think it's a lock. Oh, I think well, he's no, no, be, no, no, he's no, no. right there on that fringe. Yeah. And if I, he keeps going or even okay. takes a smaller step okay. forward, then it's less of I got a, you. On the, okay, now I understand. Okay. Fence. Yeah, no, yeah, I would, no, 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 no stretch of the imagination. Am I going to say it's a lock? I know. I don't think well, I'm saying, say like, I don't, I don't expect him to be the starter. You're in the West. Right. It's tough. Right. But at right. least get him in the at least get him to the kid table. As a reserve. As a reserve. As a reserve. All right. 1 800 707 976. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Calvin Casey, Mike Cards. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Harbaugh Harge here. Let me tell you about the great folks over at Cover 3. Doug Young and Matt Dotson had a vision of creating a restaurant that you can have the ultimate date night, happy hour with coworkers, or just wanting to hang out with your friends while watching sports. They have great food like Doug's Reuben, the best-selling Allendale salad, or my go-to, the Jerk Wings. They have chef specials that start on Thursdays and run through Sunday. The brunch is amazing over the weekend. Cover 3 is the place to be. Go to cover-3.com for more details. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Cards. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. And this next segment is, is going to be sponsored by Cover 3. Cover 3 has locations here in San Antonio and Austin. And what does Cover 3 have going for us down on this Thursday, Harge? Well, you know it's a thirsty Thursday, my brother. So make sure you get over there and have a good time. Okay. I told you about the flatbreads. I told you about the blackened uh, and shrimp and pasta. 
But most importantly, make sure you hit up all those appetizers. Those lettuce wraps are off the chain. Mongolian beef lettuce wraps. Try those off as an appetizer. Obviously, you can share those. Whether you're in San Antonio, Austin, make or around Rock, make sure you hit up Cover 3. Cover-3.com, the place to be. There you go. Cover 3, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, yeah, so coming off the last conversation, yeah, I, I kind of see what uh, Sam's talking about with DeJounte. I mean, we'll see how it goes uh, with him. I mean, speaking of NBA last night, um, you know, two things. Uh, we had the uh, Dirk retirement uh, yesterday as they hosted the Golden State Warriors, who they were victorious over. But it was Dirk night. They retired his jersey uh, last night. Electric uh, crowd in American Airlines Arena. I think they still calling it that. You got to keep up these days and times. People selling their rights and everything. So, uh, but no, everything was good. As a lot of you know, I heard Dirk talk about this earlier during the day before that, and just some of his memories and his favorite spots. He went back to that Spurs series on his first one. I guess when they were out, that was the one I think Manu fouled him at the at the rim. That was that was one of those. But anyway. But Dirk, shout, shout out to him. Of course, you know, we've had talked about Hall of Fame, but everybody knows how I feel about the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's kind of like guys like him shouldn't be sharing it with the seventh grade uh, coach from um, Ed White. <laughs> but, you know, middle school. But that's. But the other thing, Jonas has let me know, uh, that the city of San Antonio is kind of a little disturbed, upset that Dirk's getting a statue already. And for people that's been listening to this show for a long time, you know that this show and myself has been a big advocate in pushing forward. And we've had this discussion over the years in regards to the Spurs and their lack of having statues. So for though I'm not saying all Spur fans, but for the people that are sitting there like, wow, Dirt's getting one already. Well, what's wrong with that? Take that energy to this organization and ask them why that outside the AT&T Center – there's not one statue put up of of anywhere, so of anybody. So and you and now it's to the point where, you know, you could have that debate here in this city on if they do if the pressure gets to that or whoever decides like, hey man, it is true we behind the eight ball, just like everything else in this city. It's always been behind the curve. We do things so. You know, so behind. But you, the debate now, they've let it so go. And it's like, who would go first? Because, I mean, because at the end of the day, like you, because really, George Garvin should have had a statue already. Because he can't finger roll. Yeah. And then you can't sit there and everybody, I understand the franchise with Tim Duncan, you know, he's a, but how can you have that with the guy who saved this, you know, saved the city uh, before, uh, you know, and saved the Spurs for becoming. The uh, El Paso Spurs from not moving back in the day, Dave. So how can Dave, how can Tim get one for Dave? It is an embarrassment. And I didn't even know this. I mean, y'all can blame this on Jonas because I didn't even know the streets. I wasn't paying attention to the streets that there was even some pushback on this Spur fan. But I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I'll take this time to say y'all got the wrong energy. Take the energy to the people at uh, Spurs Sports and Entertainment. Ask them, like, yo, man, what's going on? You know, like, I mean, what what is the deal with statues? I mean, we we talked there's Mark Eaton has a statue. Uh, rest is so, by the way, I think Mark Eaton passed. But Mark yeah, Eaton yeah, has yeah, a yeah. Mark Eaton has a statue outside the Delta Center. OK, there's guys that got statues that really have no rings in, in throughout sports NBA that have statues. This is just mind boggling to me. But congratulations to Dirk. 
you know, it was a nice ceremony, whatever. But yeah, that's uh, well deserved and definitely going to be uh, definitely is up until further notice until number seventy seven gets done playing. Dirk's the greatest uh, Maverick of all time. I I go back on the conversation because a lot of people will say, well, we need we need a new arena down here anyway. So why not wait until you build the new arena? But Mark Cuban, in his announcement at the reti- the Jersey retirement ceremony, when he unveiled the statue, said it's going to be in front of this one and the next one and the next one. He's going to make sure it's a part of, a part of it no matter what. So even even if it's the, well, we need to find a new location, you can pick up a statue and move it. You know, it's not. It's not like it's some. I mean, yes, it is cemented to the ground, but it's not like mm. it's it's permanently there. That, that's no. And whoever's using that excuse because we need it, well, you can't put a statue because we need it. First of all, those same people saying we need a new arena, y'all's ass ain't voting. Yes, if it has means more taxes, it got to raise. Yeah, especially with the state of where the team's at right now. So stop it. Like I said, I'm born and raised here. Ain't no transplant. I'm born and raised. Okay, got DNA out in these streets. Okay. Look, so look, number look, the number two. Watch out, Jerry. What you mean? We're gonna have to yeah. take some tests. Yeah, and listen to ghosts too much <laughs> lately for the last show. But anyway, uh, no, man, I'm not going for that. So at the end of the day, no, the new new arena doesn't need a new. It, it should have been done, and now the longer you wait, the more sticky it is. Because I've always said to basically, because again, there's George Gervin. I think George Gervin that came first. But again, I'm gonna give them because I've said it before. But I'll give the PR people this information easy. If you want to kill two birds with one stone because you don't want to put Tim for Dave and don't Dave Tim, you just put them both and have the iconic picture of that time where Tim's holding up the trophy, the MVP, Dave's got the trophy there. Even though I'd call you out on it because I'd be like, man, that, you, that's, that's sliding into first base, man. Y'all just trying to say, hey, we can't choose which one first. Let's just use this one. Even though I think it's a good idea, I'd still kill you for it. But anyway, so that's that. Before we move on to basketball, hard from bat- there's another on a serious note, and you know, it's I didn't even have this on the docket with y'all, but when you were telling me, and I'm thinking about your play by play that you're going to be doing today for uh, basketball, um, and and now it is perfect to have you on the show because now that you do that and you play by play, I don't know if anybody paid attention to the Houston Rockets game last night, okay, and where the Wizards play by play announcer. Okay, and we're talking about uh, Kevin Porter Jr. of the Houston Rockets hit a game-winning shot yesterday. Okay, Rockets a scrappy team, by the way. Yeah, I mean they they, 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 they they're they scrappy. Fight. I mean they were left for they dead fight. after Harden, and they were horrible. But they're they're a little scrappy, got some talent. But this, for people to know, Kevin Porter Sr. His father, I forgot the year, but it was back a while ago. Uh, pretty much was served time for a fatal shooting, I think, of a 14-year-old girl or something like that. And then he served time for that, and then he basically ended up getting shot in a robbery or something like that at a, at a store or something like that. But the announcer that's for the the Wizards had the nerve to sit there on a live mic and in front of audience and p- millions of people listening to sit there and say, wow, he knows when to pull the trigger just like his father. Now, this announces, like, come on, man, like, because I didn't even know the story until I said, I said, wait a minute, his father, and I started reading today, and really he got it mixed up because he was thinking and he didn't understand that his dad had deceased, and he's thinking, he's trying to spin, like, well, I thought it would, no, man, like, you, can you imagine, I mean, you do play by play, anything remotely, even if you're trying to be slick or whatever, and even if that's a vendetta because you're the visiting team and it's like, we lost, 
like, how do you sit there? And, and I would have to think that that's one of those things, and it's probably happened to all of us. I know it's happened to me before where you're around somebody or you're doing something and you're around people, but you actually think something in your head, but it comes out, and you didn't really right. mean for it to come out, and you hope it's not that bad. It had to be that because I can't see how he would think that this would fly, especially in the no, day and time you, that we're you, in. You, you practice, not practice, but you live for those moments on a game, whether, whether you're the – other team or the home team, you live for those moments. And a lot of people have practiced their call. He had to do his research. You know what I'm right. saying? That's that's you have to research this stuff to know what happened. Just like you, you had to go back and look and you're yeah. like, wait a minute, hold up. You just said that. Yeah. You, you really thought that could come out of your mouth and nobody was going to pay attention to that. No, you, you, you have to think about certain plays and how it goes down and, when that happens like that, that means this dude had that. That's premeditated. That's what that's called. Yeah. That's premeditated. Mm. That's not a free that's not a free swing right there. No. You don't get a free swing on that one. Well, you know, King James, LeBron, it didn't pass his radar. Cause you know LeBron tweeted out and was just said, Hey, this, you know, I'm gonna pray for you, but there's no place for that in our game. This is ridiculous. We ain't stand for it. So yeah, even though the apology, I'm like you are, you gotta let him go. Uh, because I didn't even think from that angle, but you're right. He had to know, he had to have this one. I mean, granted, you're not knowing the game's gonna be decided on a game winner, but you you right. you know about his history. And it's like you felt a certain way about that. And that it's even made me uncomfortable in the past. And I don't know, because even like when you look at um, and I know we're we're up against it right now. I want to finish that. Oh, we got to stick up for. OK, I thought we were down on the count. OK, look, it's even made me more uneasy. And I don't really like it too much where even when you look at the NFL drafts in, in April, Harge, and you look at that and everybody's tuned into the draft and it's who's going to get called. It even makes me uncomfortable when they start talking about and bringing up the past to and, – and, and, and to be honest with you, it happens a lot in our, in, from our culture, players that come from our culture and the African-American community. It's always known to put it out, well, yeah, and by the way, I don't know if you know, but his dad didn't have his dad around and he was incarcerated for 15, served 15 years, 20 years, blah, right. blah, blah. That has always made me feel like, really, man, like, all right. And and that and that's the reason why and when I remember having that conversation in real time what happened that's the reason why with the Joy Bosa situation when all them old tweets came out about Bosa and everything like that when his name was called and I think he was a number 2 overall pick if I'm not mistaken uh, he was top yeah, 3 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah no one no one commented but yeah Joy Bosa yeah keep in mind but you know let you know you know been in the news the last week that you know, Joe, you had, old Twitter had some, you know, likes from, come on, man. I, that's So when I heard this, I'm just thinking like that guy, that that's one of those that like, wow, that's, that's, yeah. that's below, that's below me. So no. And I don't, I mean, yeah, you do play by play hard, but sometimes you can get caught up in the motions and just come up, but you, but say something like that. Like, I like the way you put it. It has to be premeditated. Yeah. You you start looking at things. And like I said, I've, I've sat with guys that are truly craftsmen at that play-by-play and that analyst and I've listened to them and they're looking for especially like what's your last name or whatever yeah Casey Casey at the bat yeah you know you you get your moment Hmm. to really get after it and then that is what you choose especially in a time like that that was probably because I've heard other uh, people from Houston want Porter out of town they want him gone and then he has that special moment, and you—that's what you decide to do, right there. Wow. Yeah, you, you, you gotta, you gotta answer to somebody. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. 
Switching gears uh, back to the NFL, um, because I definitely want to kind of talk about uh, a few things. I want to talk about the the change in regards to the email that was sent out to all 32 teams in regards to the interview process, in regards to questioning that, you know, certain things that you're going to be. First of all, if I'm not mistaken, they threaten in draft picks and heavy oh, yeah. fines too, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you lose the draft picks. Okay. Now, if it comes out, you've been doing some s- silliness. Right. So, t- t- what was it that, uh, what is the John Gruden connect? I can't remember exactly what John, what the question was that came out. Of course, it came out in the email, the investigation emails with the Washington thing. But what did what was centered around Jonas the draft or his comments or whatever in regards to that? Well, remember, it was about the Michael Sam comments. Oh, okay. All right, where where he was openly talking about, you know, whether whether he would get picked or not based on his sexual orientation. Hmm. So then that's the reason. So, you know, I know you asked. I'm sure that it goes deeper than that. Right. Because they're not going to release those emails, but they've read them. Whatever it is, they've read them. And so it's about, you know, uh, it goes to, you know, whether you're gay or straight or, you know, what what color your skin or what kind of financial background you come from. It comes, they, they're going to get really particular I, I, on this Well, one, I think. think, wasn't it Dez? They asked him if his mom was a prostitute. Who? Yeah, who, yeah who, it was Dez Bryant. It yeah. was Dez Bryant. It was Tim Ireland. I think his name was Jeff Ireland or Tim Ireland. One of the two um, asked Dez if his mom was a prostitute. And it's like, what what, what does that have? Again. It goes back to the Wonderlick, what we talked about about what uh-huh. the Wonderlick. I'm here to play football, man. Don't worry. I mean, I understand there's a lot of money that's involved. There's right. a lot of opportunity, and that's what they're looking at. They're trying to get the return on their investment. But, hey, man, you brought me in. And you think about it. Think about what they do every single time you go to an NFL combine. Think about how they poke and prod and look at you, make you walk around half naked. Ooh, look at him. Ooh, so massive. Man, you've been watching me play football for (laughs) eight years. Right. Is it about football or is it about how my body looks? Because if you go look at the tape, I'm killing these fools out here. Yeah. I'm tackling everybody. Or I'm throwing for a thousand. I mean, you know, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. But now all of a sudden you questioning me as a football player? Come on, man. And I always thought that that gentleman that you're talking about, Ireland, that asked that to Dez, that was one of those that, to me, it felt like you heard about Dez's past, especially coming from Oklahoma State, maybe the crowd that he hangs around, and you wanted to – that, to me, was not even more about finding out if his mom was a prostitute or not. To me, that was more of like, let me see if I can push your button for you to act a fool and want to come across <laughs> this table and get me. Let me see if yeah. what I read about you, who you run with at Oklahoma State, or what you've been in. Let me see if you can keep your cool and if you just want to – as me being a, a white man, let me see if I can sit in front of this guy, this this young black man that comes from where I think. And let me see if I can really test you out and talk about your mama and see if you're going to come. That's the way I took it when I remember talking about it and covering yeah. it when it really happened. So, well, he so chose the right one yeah, that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As we go to break, something to mull on, right? If you are found for questioning asking wrong questions minimum club fine of 150,000 forfeiture of a draft selection no later than the fourth round in the draft and fines or suspension of individual club members Listen to the sports grind Calvin Casey Mike Cards today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com we'll be back 